Good morning, guys. Appreciate you being here on this uh, wintry morning. Um, <clears throat> I know people are freaking out about the streets, but I promise you, it's it's uh, it really nothing. It's okay. Amen. Um, open your Bibles, if you will, to Matthew chapter six this morning, as we continue our intimacy series with God. All right. Basically, it's on prayer, and I promise you, you won't be disappointed this morning. As this week is, I've been studying this message for the last two weeks, and especially this week, uh, my heart has been challenged, uh, probably in prayer like it's never been challenged before. So I'm pretty excited about this uh, whole series on prayer. Matthew chapter 6, let's begin in verse 9. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. So Jesus is, is teaching his disciples to pray, so he says, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have who sinned against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer as we prepare our hearts. We really need to prepare our hearts this morning as we begin to view the way Jesus is teaching us something completely different than how we approach prayer, all right? Father, we just come to you this morning, and Father, I know that we have constantly um, looked at prayer in our own personal way, and, and Father, you're about to teach us something completely different, but Father, help us to be open and receptive to your spirit as we go through the word of God this morning. Father, I don't know where we're at spiritually, but you know exactly where every person is at this morning in their, in their walk with you. So, Father, I pray that, that they would begin to see the truth that you're about to uncover for us as we unwrap this truth. May it literally draw us close to you and bring us to our knees in that closet where we can really begin life change. And Father, we'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, look at your notes, if you will. Of course, Jesus is teaching his disciples to pray, right? And basically, he says something completely different. He says, as we already looked at last week, go in your closet, all right? Shut the door behind you, and then after all the distractions are gone, then talk to your father who is in private. And then we talked about how your father, who you pray in privately to, will reward you openly. All right? So here you are. You're in your closet, and you're thinking, okay, what am I going to pray about? I mean, what's this all about? Well, then he begins to teach us in verse 9. Now, as we look at this, what we have heard all of our lives is this is a formal prayer. All right, a formal prayer where, you know, the whole church together, we recite this back to the Father. All right, we, we, we pray this back to God. Or we get in our living room and we get down before dinner and we cite this prayer. It's not, now listen very carefully, it's not that. There are some, some critical elements about prayer that he's beginning to teach us. All right, so... So the element, there's three elements that he's teaching us here. Number one, okay, so when you get behind 
the closed door, and it's just you and God, no one else. Then he says, this is what you say. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The first thing that Jesus says that you do is you declare God's greatness. Look at your notes there. You declare God's greatness. In other words, before, now listen very carefully, before you're behind the, clo- the closed door, it's just you and God, and before you get to your wish list, right? Before you get to all your needs and your wants and your dreams that you really need of God, Jesus says before you get there, the first thing you do is you declare his greatness. Now, why would you do this? Because when you begin to understand, look at your notes there, when you begin to understand and recognize who God is, then it is you, you, you begin to recognize who you are. When you're sitting in your closet and you begin to declare how great God is, and you begin to declare his greatness, then you can see that you probably will see he is great. And we're going to get into that in a few moments. But then you'll recognize who you are and what God's purpose for you here in this world is all about. You, you recognize who God is. Now, Jesus is saying, okay, so before you get to your wants and me, 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 and I, I, and gimme, 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 he says, before you do that, declare his greatness. Don't rush through this. It's a time with you, just you and your father. Now, isn't this strange? Normally, you come to you and you say, this is, this is how I do it. Lord, thank you. And I, I feel I need to thank him first, right? Before I, give me, right? Everybody with me? Uh, thank you, Father, for what you've done. Because he's done so much, all right? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, Lord, give me. <laughs> how many are like that? Lord, I need help. I need you to show up and do something in this specific area. I mean, that's all of us. So Jesus said, before you get there, the first thing I want you to do is I want you to declare his greatness. And when you do, if you don't rush through it and you just spend some time declaring his greatness, you'll, you begin to realize who you really are in the scheme of things. All right? The second thing is the more you recognize who you're talking to, the less time you're going to spend worrying about the things you're getting ready to bring him because you realize how great and mighty he is and as you're declaring his greatness all of a sudden you realize wait a minute god you're a god that said you'll never leave me nor forsake me so you're a god that's going to stick with me through every single thing in life the downs and the ups you're never going to leave me god thank you you are a, a god that sticks with me and then all of a sudden as you're declaring his greatness, you might come across something like, not only that, you said that when I get into war and battle with my flesh or with others, that that battle, you take it on as your own personal battle. And you're sitting there declaring his greatness and no one's around, it's just you and him. You all of a sudden realize, man, I'm not going to worry because this battle is really your battle. You promised me you would take it on as yours. And then all of a sudden, why, why do I need to worry about what's coming up? I'm, I'm declaring his greatness. And as you declare his greatness, you realize he said that, uh, God, that you would trade my worries for peace. If we bring his worries, our worries to him, and we're, God's saying, here, 
I'm giving it, I'm laying it down. He says, hey, I'll take it. And here, here's my peace that passeth all understanding. And as you're declaring God's greatness, all these things are rushing through your mind. And all of a sudden, the things you're about to bring him and you're worrying, you're fretting, they're not as big as they used to be. Why? Because you see this great big God. And he's awesome. And you're sitting there in your closet and you're declaring him. And all of a sudden, you get excited. And the third thing is, you come away with a little more confidence that God has your back in these things. That what you're going through and what you're getting ready to ask him, I mean, he literally says in the next verse, he already knows what you're going to ask for <laughs> before you even asked. You're saying, well, why am I even asking? How many ever thought about that? He knows what you're going to ask. Why do you even need to ask? Well, Jesus says, well, this prayer time that Jesus is talking about is completely different than some of the other prayer times that we're going to look at in Scripture. He's saying this is a time that builds intimacy with you and the Father. It's just you and him in this closet, and you can be who you really are. And you walk away with this great confidence knowing that God is with you. All right? When you pause and you breathe in the greatness of God. And when you experience the greatness of God, I promise you, you'll leave with a lot more confidence than you had before. Now, there's two ways, the three ways, but two ways I'm going to show you this morning that, that you can declare God's greatness, all right? Let's go, first of all, to Psalms chapter 34, verses 1 through 3. If you don't have that on your phones, we'll look at Scripture uh, here, all right? I'm going to read it from, from um, the Bible here, but you can look on the screen. Uh, <clears throat> Psalms 34. David is going to help us out to declare God's greatness. Look at verse 1. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Now, this is David talking to the Lord. Let all who are helpless Take heart. Come, let us tell the Lord, what? The Lord's greatness. Let's tell of the Lord's greatness and exalt his name together. Now, let's go to Psalms 145, verse 1. He starts out this, this uh, psalm the same way. And then he's going to show us how to declare his greatness. Okay? I will exalt you, my God and King, I will praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. And then in the next verse, he begins to show us. See, you can be in your closet, and you can shut the door. And sometimes they say, okay, what do I say? How do I declare the greatness of God? Well, see, declaring the greatness of God, does he need it? I think it's more for us. Because as we declare the greatness of God, it does something. Here's what it does. It's life-changing. It brings that intimacy level with you and God. You felt disconnected all this time with God? You get in your closet. And you begin to declare. You just declare how wonderful he is. Now, let's just go through this, and he'll, he's going to help us out, okay? These are some ways that you can declare. Great is the Lord. And you're in your closet. Great are you, Lord. All right? You are worthy of my praise. No one can measure, Lord, your greatness. 
You're declaring this. Jesus tells us to do this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, declaring his greatness. And he goes on, he goes in verse 4, let every generation tell its children of your mighty acts. So, so you're in your closet, you shut the door, it's just you and him. Okay, Lord, what, what do I need to talk about your mighty acts? Well, first of all, your might, the greatest thing you've ever done for me, Lord, is when you, you reached down in 1976 when I was disaster. Lord, and you, you just brought me out of that, that hellhole, Lord. You, you, you literally picked me up out of, and you placed, and you gave me a new heart, a new life. And I'm sitting... And I'm talking about his mighty acts. There's, there's no greater mighty act than, than him changing me. None. And each of you had that same story. As you've tried to change yourself, as, as others tried to change you, the only one that could change you is the mighty God. So can you, you see what, what I'm doing? This is what Jesus is telling. Get in your closet, shut the door. It's just you and God, and you're declaring his greatness. Now, Jesus said this. Now, the, the, the snowstorm was not an accident. And you're braving it this morning was not an accident. Those that are here this morning, God already knew who was going to be here. And he knew what's on your mind and your heart that might try to keep you from listening. He, Jesus, wants you and him, you and the Father, alone. And Jesus wants us to declare his glory. He keeps going on. He says, let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your, ma- your majesticness. I will meditate on your glorious, I will, your splendor. So then you begin to meditate. And then he says, and your wonderful miracles, your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. Then he goes in verse 7. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. Then you get into God's goodness. You, you're declaring how good he is. How holy, look at the word righteous, holy. And then he goes, merciful, compassionate. And I love this part. He's slow to anger. You get in your closet, you say, yeah, Lord, if I was you, I'd treat me a little different. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, that you're so slow to anger. And you are filled with unfailing love. It's just you and the Father. You're in the closet. And you're doing exactly as he says. All right? So first of all, you can quote the Psalms to declare his glory. Because it's all through the book of Psalms declaring his greatness. And then, of course, as you go on and you start reading the Psalms, then out from the depth of your soul is going to come some other things as you recognize how great the Father is. And then probably one of the, one of the greatest things you can do, listen very carefully, is listen to music that deals with exalting the greatness of, the, of our God. A sister sent me a song. It's called, You Won't Relent. All right? It's like 16 minutes long. It's perfect for me. Because I'm at the gym and I turn it on and I feel like, man, I can lift so many weights. Yes. Anybody like that? When you, when you got to, normally I listen to this, this 70s music, you know, and it really gets me pumped and ready to lift. But this is, God won't stop until he's worked in me to change me. That's what this song's all about. It's fantastic. I kid you not. So, so Judy will say, go play that 16-minute song for me. She's in the cook, kitchen cooking. It's just, it's just great. 
My point is, music is a great way that grabs us, especially if it's the right song, and exalts the greatness of God. So I've asked the band to sing this, and, and because this is, this is what it does, it literally talks about the things that God has done in the past and that he will do it again. So then all of a sudden you get to call and say, oh God, I know you're not done with all the miraculous things you did with the Jews and all the miraculous things you did in America. And Father, all the miraculous things you want to do in the future and especially in my life and through me. You're going to do it again. And then all of a sudden, I'm telling you, things begin to change. It's not just a, see, whether you're Baptist or whether you're just a non-denominational or whatever you are, it becomes personal. It becomes personal. And guess what? You ever felt disconnected like we talked about last week? You won't feel disconnected when you walk away from your closet. All right, so we're going to turn down the lights, okay? Completely black. I wish we could. We can't, okay? So as this song is going, listen, it's just you and the Father in your closet. And then we'll get to the rest of the message, all right? So just think about you and God alone. Close your eyes if you want to. Lift up your hand if you want to. But just think about that you're in your closet. You shut the door as the band sings this. Go ahead. Everybody said, give the Lord a hand, will you? Declaring God's great. Declaring his, that he's great. <clears throat> All right, so, so Jesus says, hallowed be thy name. When you get off in your closet, the first thing you do is you declare his greatness. Then, you think that'd be time, okay, Lord, gimme, 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 gimme. Help me, help me, help me, help me, right? Now it's time to get into the wish list. Now it's time to get into naming all the things that we need, like, Lord, rescue. But instead, Jesus says, hallowed be thy name. Then notice this second thing. Surrender to his kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, Jesus then, before you get to the give me, he says, you need to surrender. You need, this is what you need to say, Lord, I'm getting ready to ask you all these things, but whatever your answer is, I'm okay with it. What? No. That's why he says, thy will be done, thy kingdom come. In other words, Lord, your kingdom before my kingdom. Your will before my will. Everybody, everybody see this? Now, you say, well, <laughs> is there a third one? <laughs> Let's skip right past that one. Amen. How many with me? The last thing I want to do is, you know, I have all of these dreams. I have all of these needs. And Jesus is saying, before you get to the give me, he said, be content with his agenda before your agenda. His will before your will. Yeah, but I have, I have this job. I need this job. Well, he's got a job all picked out for you. Surrender to what job he says. Yeah, but what about my money? Let him handle your money. Let his agenda be before your agenda with your money. His agenda with your family before your agenda. 
your marriage, let him be first in your marriage before your goal in marriage. Just let him have it all, your career, your future. Be okay with whatever he does. That's total surrender. You say, yeah, but there's got to be another way. <laughs> this is a wrestling match. How many have this strong will in your life? How many are awake? Because I guarantee you, everybody here has a strong will. And the last thing you want to do is turn over your marriage to somebody else. Your finances to somebody else. Right? The last thing you want, your career, your job, your church choice. The last thing you want to do is turn over. But that's what Jesus is saying. Listen, your purpose be more before my purpose. So before you get to the your wants list, the first thing he says is, let's, let's, you know, declare the greatness of the Father. And then let's surrender to his will. And I promise you, when you get in there, you're going to be just coming through some things, or you're getting ready to face the day, and you're getting ready to face all these issues, and you're struggling with this. Oh, no, Lord, I'm not. And he says, it's okay. He understands us. You may not be ready to turn it all over to him yet. And this, you say, well, Lord, can we just leave it here and then pick it up here tomorrow? You know what he's going to say? It's okay. You see, Jesus just doesn't want us to experience prayer. Prayer time is an experience of a relationship, an intimacy with the Father. And you may not be ready to turn it all over, to let go of the controllers. <laughs> you may not be ready. And the Father says it's okay. I understand. You see, when he, he raised Lazarus from the dead, how many know that story? I mean, he, he was with his disciples and, and uh, uh, Mary and, and um, uh, what, Martha, thank you. Martha and Mary were sent a, a gang over to Jesus and said, Lazarus, the one you love, is, is sick. And so they wanted Jesus to come and heal. He stayed two days, didn't go there, all right? So... Um, he, Lazarus, of course, died, and Jesus already knew it, so he went to uh, Martha and Mary's house, and they said, if you'd been here, he would not have died, He's, and he'd already been dead four days. So he waited six days. Now, the story is fantastic, but here's what happens. Jesus, gonna go where, he goes where Lazarus is buried, and he prays this prayer. Now, I want you to recognize this prayer. And you, can, you can go to it. He, he goes, Father, I know that you always hear me. This is his prayer. But I pray this out loud so that those around will hear. Okay? Amen? All right. Let's roll the stone away, guys. Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus, come forth. I mean, that was like a two-second prayer. Raising somebody from the dead, two seconds. But when Jesus was wrestling with the Father about taking the sin of mankind and paying for it, he prayed all night. What's the difference? Remember, he said, not my will, but what? Thine be done. The Father understands, Jesus understands this wrestling match we have with ourselves, where we don't want to surrender. We don't want to give it up. He understands. And so it's a huge deal. Where did our time go? It's like, oh, oh yeah, that's my, my watch is fast it's about a half an hour fast amen all right 
So Jesus was in the garden. He was wrestling with the, the, the Father, his plan. And of course, Satan was, Psalms 22 says, the dogs of hell were on him. And the Bible says he, he sweated great drops of blood. So when you're in there and you're, you're exalting the Father and you're declaring his greatness and you're, you're wrestling with yourself, Lord, I'm okay if you, if you don't give me this or I'm okay if you do it in a different way or, you know, and you're wrestling with surrendering. He understands. So before you get to give me, give me, give me, all right, go back to Matthew 6. Before you get there, he says there's two steps. Finally, then you come to verse 11, all right? So when you get in your closet, declare his greatness, all right? Surrender to his kingdom. Lord, your kingdom is more important than my kingdom. These neighbors are, that are lost and bound for help, they're, they're so much more important than my, my hangnail, you know, they're so much more important than, yeah, they might be big to us, but to, to the Father, they're, they're, He's going to handle them, and He can handle them in a second. But I mean, our situation compared to people and their eternal destiny and their deep relationship with the Father, that's His will. Okay, your kingdom before my kingdom. And then finally He says, look at verse 11, give us today the food we need. So the third thing is de- acknowledge your dependency. Give. Now you finally get to the wish list, right? Now you finally get to, Lord, I need a raise. Lord, I need a new job. I need this and I need that. Lord, I need help in my marriage. I need help with my children. Then these, these kids are wicked. Lord, why did you give me these children? You ever said that before? <laughs> you know, I always, always said, Lord, why couldn't I have the good one first? The Lord gave me the rough one first. You know, the, the self, I mean, he had so much drive, but it was in the wrong direction, amen? <laughs> but now he's got so much drive for the good direction. Uh, you can, where's Jason? You can tweet that out in the, in the, on the website for, for my son, because he'll listen to this message, and I'll be in trouble. All right? So acknowledge your dependency on him for your provision, for your daily provision. And when you're saying, you're saying, Lord, I can't do this. That's acknowledging your dependency. So in prayer time, you're, you're declaring his greatness, you're surrendering to his kingdom, and then you're humbling yourself and saying, Lord, I can't do it. And what does he say about humble, humbleness? He says, when you come, he, 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 he despises pride, but he gives grace to the humble. So when you come humbly, he promises he's going to hear and he's going to answer. So when you come and you declare your dependency on your daily needs and on your needs, he's going to listen because you're actually coming, not telling him what to do. You've already surrendered, Lord. Uh, this is uh, whatever you want. Lord, I need help. So you're acknowledging your dependency on his provision. You're acknowledging, number two, your uh, dependency on his, on his pardon. Look at the next verse. He says, give us our, this day our daily bread. And then he says in verse 12, and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. So you're, you're acknowledging your dependency on him for, for pardon from your sin. So provision and pardon. But not just pardon. Help us to forgive those that sinned against us. In other words, Lord, it's not like me. It's not within me to be able to forgive people like you've forgiven me. It's just not in me. I want to hold things against people. I want to be mad at them for a few years, a few days. I mean, I just want to just rake them over the hot coals. Am I the only one like that? 
No, we're all like that. Can I hear an amen? Or oh me. That's us. Okay, we, we can't do it on our own. We can't forgive somebody like he's forgiven us without his help. We've got to have. So you're, you're acknowledging your dependence on his provision, his pardon, and third, his protection. Look what he says in verse 13. And don't let us yield to temptation, but I love this, but rescue us from the evil one. That is powerful. Rescue us from the evil one. Satan wants to destroy us. He wants to destroy our marriage. He wants to destroy our family. He wants to destroy our careers, our jobs. He wants to destroy everything about us. He wants us to hate the Father. That's what he wants. He wants us to put our kingdom before his kingdom. So Jesus is completely messing our prayer time up. He said, declare his greatness, the Father's greatness, surrender to his kingdom, and acknowledge your dependency. Before you get to those, give me, give me, give me, help me, help me, help me, 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 I, 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 let's deepen this relationship so you know who you're talking to. You know who you're talking to, and as you see who you're talking to, you understand who you are. That the problems you think are huge, we got a God that's 50 billion times bigger. I mean, he spoke the worlds into existence. Boom. He made you out of clay and breathed into you the breath of life, and you became a living soul, Adam. He took from Adam a rib and made something. I know this is weird. Take a rib from a man and make something so beautiful. Is that weird or what? Uh Uh-huh. I remember in seventh grade, my, my wife now would drive around on her bike in our neighborhood, and my heart would go, boom, 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 boom. Anybody remember that? Boom, 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 boom. I mean, literally, I was like, you know, and then you'd, you'd watch her as she drives, and you can't wait until she comes back, and she would. She just kept going around and around and around, helping me to watch her. I mean, it was just fantastic. She, God took that, that. This is fantastic stuff. This can, this can literally, you know that disconnect that you felt all these years? It can change. That intimacy, the level that you, this God is out there somewhere, but I just don't know, I, I don't know how to connect. I just don't know, I, I just, this is it. The one message you, I, I don't know why the, snow, snow, the snowstorm hit today. Well, you call it a storm. <laughs> it's like, <ooh. laughs> But around here, I mean, people go, ah! I can't go to work. I can't go to church. Cancel school. I mean, it's like craziness. But I do know this. You are here. And God is sovereign. And he's got a plan. He's got a plan. You say, well, Tim, I'm not sure I have a relationship yet. Maybe you're there. Maybe you're not sure that you're his child yet. You're his creation for sure, but I just don't know about this relationship thing yet. Well, maybe that's where you're at. Maybe today you need to start that relationship. You can, simple. Recognize that you're a sinner. Recognize that Jesus Christ died for those sins. And thirdly, receive him as your Savior. Simple. That's simple. Acknowledge I'm a sinner. 
I need a Savior, and Jesus already papers, and I now receive you as my Savior. So let's pray right now. And if that's you this morning, I'm going to lead you in a word of prayer, and you can receive Jesus Christ now. And you will begin that relationship. You have to be born in the family of God, all right? This is called a new birth. If you've never had that new birth, this is a time right now in your seats. Head bows, head bowed, eyes closed just for a moment. And in your heart, pray this prayer to the Father. If you're not sure that you're saved, you're not sure you're, you don't have that relationship, listen, this is where you begin. Heads bowed, eyes closed, no one's looking around. Listen very carefully. Pray in your heart and receive Christ. You can pray like this. Dear Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I know in my heart that Jesus died for my sin, to pay for my sin. I now receive your son, Jesus, as my Savior. Lord, come into my heart and save me. Make me your child today. In Jesus' name, amen. Heads bowed, eyes closed. No one in the room looking around, no one. If you prayed that prayer this morning, would you tell me that? Not even going to embarrass you. Just by an uplifted hand, you say, Brother Tim, I prayed that prayer. Yes, thank you. Lift up your hand. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You may put them down. Anybody else, real quick, lift up your hand. I'll see it. Yes, thank you. Amen. Several people this morning. I'm telling you, God is sovereign. He knows who's here. And those of you, listen, you just prayed that prayer. You just were born in the family of God. You just trusted Jesus Christ, your Savior. You began a relationship with God today. Oh, that's so exciting. So exciting. Let's all stand as we bow our heads and close our eyes. As we, Father, we just come to you this morning. We thank you for Jesus and the, the teaching that he gave us that we can literally begin, I mean, a, a closet time with you, an intimacy time with you. You spelled it out for us so plain and simple that for years we've been missing it. Father, I pray now every one of us who are your children that, Father, we would begin to deepen our relationship, that we'd be able to walk away connected with you through this new teaching, not really new, but something you just showed us from your scripture. And then, Father, I pray for these six or seven people that trusted Christ, your son, this morning. Father, I pray that you would help us to Help them in their new walk with you. Oh, God, help them to rejoice and celebrate in this new life that you're about, that you already give them, that they're about to step out on. And Father, again, we'll give you the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. The band's going to sing again as the band sings. We're going to pass the offering plate. They're going to sing about half the song because I think I went a little over. Maybe not. All right. So uh, we're going to pass the offering plate, and when they're done, you'll be dismissed. Those of you that prayed the prayer, please see me afterwards, or I'll come up to you, all right? Lord bless you.